Amen. We're so excited. Um, God is doing great things in this church. And today, once again, we want to talk on the theme, Pray First. I, I remember when, when I was growing up as a child, uh, my grandmother, she, she was a prayer warrior. And every time um, we used to go to church, the first thing she would do is she would not even say hi to anybody. She would run to the altar, and she would pray. And not, not no five, ten minutes, she would be there for an hour praying. And, and I think we're, we're living in a time where the church needs to go back to prayer. I think as a church in general, we've lacked in prayer. And I think we're living in a time where this world needs to hear a word from God. And the only way they're going to hear a word from God is if there's a church that is praying to be able to hear what God has to say in these times that we're living in. My grandmother, she, um, she always told me, before you go to sleep, pray and be in the presence of God. When you wake up in the morning... Wake up in the presence of God and pray. And as you go out throughout your day, don't forget to pray. And, and, and I believe that that's what helped my grandmother all her life. She was a woman that had colon cancer for 12 years. 12 years. The doctor told her that she, from what he knows, she has, she has been the one that's lasted the longest with colon cancer. And, and, and my grandmother used to always say, the only reason I'm alive is because I pray. And, and I think we as a church, we need to understand that God has a desire to spend time with us. Pastor said last week, if you don't pray... You don't know God. And it's so true. It doesn't matter how much you come to church. It doesn't matter how much you raise your hand. What matters is, are you spending time with God in prayer? In order for you to know who God is, you need to pray. Pastor said last week, and I totally agree with him. And I see it in my relationship with my wife. When I first met my wife, of course, she fell in love with me first. But when I first met her, it, it, it wasn't enough to say this is the woman that I want to spend my rest, the rest of my life with. It wasn't enough with what I saw with my eyes. I, I needed more. And, and the only way that I was going to get more was if I had a, a, a communication relationship with her. I, I needed to know her heart. I needed to know how she felt. I needed to know the things she liked and she didn't like. That was the only way that I made up my mind and said, this is the woman that I want to marry. Because we cannot get in a relationship of marriage Unless we know the person, 
unless you know where the person is coming from, unless you know what he or she likes. It's the same thing with our relationship with God. We need to pray to know where God is coming from. It's God's desire for, to speak to our life. It's God's desire to show us his perfect will for our life. But the only way we're going to know what God is saying to us, and the only way we're going to know what God wants to show us is through prayer. Tell your friend, tell your neighbor, pray first. Today and day, we don't pray. We don't pray because we feel we have it all. We have money. We have our house. We have our car. We have our family. So why pray? Another reason we don't pray is because we do so much things throughout the day. Our life is so occupied with so many things. People go to school. People work. People have a family. So we don't find time throughout the day to pray. But I want to tell you something today. Don't wait till things go bad in your life to start praying. Don't wait till your child comes out pregnant to start praying. Don't pray till your child starts doing drugs to start praying. This is the time to pray. Now is the time to pray. When everything is going right, pray. Because the day will come where you will find your situation that you don't know what to do because you didn't pray. But God is telling us today, if we pray, he will give us strength in the bad times. Amen? We need to pray. What does the Bible say about prayer? When we look first at Thessalonians 5.17, the Bible says, pray without ceasing. In other words, our spiritual life doesn't get a break. It, it, it means that because everything's going well, we, we can separate from our spiritual life. No, the Bible says pray without In other words, pray without stopping. In other words, when you wake up in the morning, pray. When you go to sleep at night, pray. In the middle of the day, pray. While you at work, pray. When you're in school, pray. And, I, and I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you that you got to be in your knees 24 hours. It, it, it's impossible. But you can be in the spirit 24 hours a day. You can praise God 24 hours a day. You can talk to God all day long. It is not impossible. But the Bible says, look what the rest of the text says. Rejoice always. In other words, be happy. In other words, even in your bad times, rejoice. Because if you have a prayer life and, and everything is going bad, you, you got nothing to worry about. Because the master is taking care of it. Because you prayed about it. When we pray, we are leaving everything in God's hands. And God is a God that's always on time and he's never late. Even though to us it may seem late, but he always shows up on time. One of the things that prayer demands is faith. In order to pray, you need faith. Because there are things happening in the spiritual world that you don't see. But your faith lets you know that it's happening. 
What does the Bible say about faith? Mark chapter 11. Verse 22. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast away, it shall be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whether things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. What is God is telling us? God is telling us that when you pray, you need faith. And it doesn't take much. God is telling us that this much of faith can remove this big mountain. But I want to teach you something today. There are things in your life that you just got to take care of yourself. God is waiting for you to take care of yourself. You know, if you have a shovel in your house and there's a mountain that needs to be moved, don't be lazy. Take the shovel out and move it. But if you don't have a shovel, you have the power of the Holy Spirit to tell the mountain to move in Jesus' name and it shall move. There are things that God, that, you know, a lot of times we waste our energy and our time on fighting things that are not necessary, on struggles that are not necessary, on situations that are not necessary, that they take away our joy, they take away our peace. We're at home and and, and there's no peace, and we're around our family, and there's no peace because our struggles has overtaken our emotions. But God is telling us today that there are stuff that you cannot do nothing about it. So stop worrying and leave it in the master's hands. The Bible says that whoever says to the mountain, move. The mountain shall move. If you had faith of a mustard seed, you know how small a mustard seed is? That's why I believe we, we have to put our faith on a scale. Because depending on my situation, it's how much faith I need. All I need to believe is that he is able. And if I believe that he is able, he is able. And the things that I cannot see, he sees. And the answers for my problems that I cannot see, he knows it. So why do I have to worry about certain situations when I know that everything is in his hands? Pray without ceasing. The Bible says in Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. In other words, have no doubt. God is gonna do it. Even though you don't see it, He has full control. 
and he's going to do it. I want to tell you something. Um, God does not stop or God doesn't listen to your prayer according to how loud you pray. I was telling this morning service that one day at 2 o'clock in the morning, I received a call from a sister from church. And she was screaming and crying. And she was like, my son, my son. I said, what's wrong with your son? She was like, my son. What's wrong with him? And she was like, he's in the other room and he's, he's, he's demon possessed. He wants, to, he wants to kill himself and he, he's talking nonsense and he's cursing and just possessed. I was like, oh, Lord, 2 o'clock in the morning. And I go to the kitchen. I'm on the phone, no lying, for more than an hour. And I'm like, Father God, stand free. Devil, you're a liar. Let him go right now. In Jesus' name. And I was screaming for more than an hour, and nothing happened. And, and I heard her on the other side. She called Pastor Gabby. And Pastor Gabby had to get up and get dressed and go to her house. And, and when I finished on the phone, when I heard that he got there, I said, okay, now it's up to him. I dealt with this one hour. Let him deal with it for the next hour. <laughs> so I hung up the phone. And when I go to the room, my wife is laughing. And I'm like, babe, wh why are you laughing? And she's like, if you could just hear yourself screaming like a fool. And my kids were laughing. My wife was laughing. Everybody. And, and it, it, you, when you know, when you know, when you know that you live a life of prayer. And you know that the Holy Spirit is with you. You don't have to scream. You don't have to shout. All you got to do is say in the name of Jesus and everything shall be calm. Amen. David. The Bible says that David had a, a, a special relationship with God. And if we, if, if we look at David's life, you know, we have the right to ask, but, but why? why? Why was his relationship with God so close? The Bible says in Psalms 22 that David one day, he told God, God, why have you forsaken me? Why don't you answer my prayer? Why do I feel alone? And I, I believe that the reason David had a special relationship with God was because every time he spoke to God, he told him exactly how he felt. I, I, I believe when we get in a place of prayer, we need to be real. David was so real with God. That at one point he told him, God, can, can you just grab all my enemies and cut their heads off? And I want to be there in the first seat. I want to see this happening. That was the relationship that David had with God. It doesn't mean that God was going to do it. There, there, there are things, there are things that you could pray for. But before God deals with that situation, God deals with your heart. There are things that, that God will put to the side and deal with your heart and deal with you 
before he deals with the situation. But David was real. He was real before the presence of God. And I think we need to come to a place where we, an open book, that we come before the presence of God and say, God, I may be wrong the way I'm talking to you, but this is exactly how I feel. And let me tell you, there's nothing that you and I could say that will offend God because God is God no matter what. And there's nothing that you could say or do that will surprise God because God knows it all. So why not come with an open heart and say, God, here I am. This is how I feel. I need you now more than ever. Be real. Father, I, I've been coming to church. I go to every single service. I give my tithes and everybody around me is being blessed. And, and I'm still stuck in this situation. I'm still. Be real. Open up your heart and tell God, God, this is exactly how I feel. And when we, be, when we come to the Lord and we're real, you know what he does? He changes the desires of our heart. I remember when I, when, when I, was, I was in Christian, I was carnal, I had desires. Not godly desires, but I had desires. But when I came to the Lord, the Lord changed the desires of my heart. And, 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 and let me tell you something. Most of the time, the desire of the heart is not what you want. God takes out the old desires, and he puts in new desires, and he puts in new passion. I, when, I, when, I, when I was in Christian, do you honestly think I cared? If I saw a hom homeless person in the, in the street without food, I was more interested in knowing that I had enough food for me to eat. But when you come to God, God changes your heart. God changes your desire. God changes your passion. And, 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 and now when, when I'm working at the, at the pantry, and I see these families coming in need, and I see the way that they walk in, and I see the way that they walk out. I'm like, God, thank you for putting that passion in my heart. Because it's a blessing when we can serve others. It's a blessing when we can help somebody else. Man, most, of, most people live their life not caring about anybody else. But when you come to Christ, God changes your heart. God gives you a passion that you never thought you would have. God will give you a desire, just like he did with Joshua. Just like he, when he told him, I give you this land. He didn't know he was going to get the land. But God put a, when he told him, he put a desire in his heart. And now he wanted to possess the land that God promised him. That's how God works. God will give you God will give you little commercials in your life, little, little thoughts and, and little desires. And, 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 they will, and, and, you know, most of the time, you, you won't know how it's going to happen. I remember three years ago, maybe four years ago, I went on Facebook. And I wrote a desire that I wanted to do. I said, please help me pray. 
because I want to open up a pantry. This is four years ago. I want to open up a pantry where hundreds of people could come and get food. And, and I started working on that idea. But little by little, it seemed impossible. Went around looking for a place. Everything was expensive. Had no money. But little did I know that that was just a desire, a passion that God was putting in my heart. And four years later, here I am feeding more than 100 families to God be the glory because of something that God put in my heart four years ago. What, what am I trying to say with this? There are times that God will give you a desire. And, and, and in your mind, you're like, but how can this happen? Don't worry about how this can happen. Just worry and know that if God said it, God will do it. God says he will change. In Ezekiel, the Bible says that he will change your heart of stone and make it into a heart of meat. And that's what happens when, when we come to God. Because before we knew him, our hearts were cold. Our hearts were made of stone. But when we give our heart to Christ, he transforms everything in us. Amen? The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, pray in the Spirit on all occasions with kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep praying for all the Lord's people. Jeremiah 29, 12 says, then you will call on me and come and pray to me. And I will listen. Mark chapter 11 says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be given to you. What is God telling us today? There's going to come times in your life where you got to make decisions. And I don't know about you, but I'm tired of making the wrong decisions. There are times in your life where you got to make a, a step in your life. And, and God is pushing you to go to your right. But because you haven't been in prayer, you go to your left. There are times in your life where things, where hell is going to break loose. But God is calling us to be a church that prays first. God is telling you today to gather up your family and pray first before you make any decision in your life. God doesn't only want to hear from us, but God also wants to speak to us. And believe me, he speaks to us. If you would just take some time and pray and be silent. And just hear the voice of God. God eagers to talk to you. God desires to have an intimate relationship with you and me. I was hearing a, a pastor the other day. And he was saying that 
he doesn't understand that for more than 40 years in his ministry, he doesn't understand how God has answered all his prayers. He says, all I do is talk about something, and two days later, it happens. And at the end, he said, the only reason this happened is because I've got a closet in my own where I lock myself and I talk to God and he listens. You want a healthy family? You want a healthy spiritual life? You want to grow in God? I tell you today, pray first and your life will change completely. David told God, where are you when I need you? Where are you in my loneliness? But let me tell you something, that in God's silence, he is still moving on your behalf. When you hear nothing from God, you can be sure that God is still moving on your behalf. And whether it happens today or whether it happens in three months or whether it happens in one year, you know that it's going to happen at the right time. Our time is not God's time. So today, church, I tell you, pray first. Don't wait till everything goes bad. Then to start praying. Don't wait until your kids leave your house to stop praying. I tell you, pray first. God is calling you to pray now. This is the time. We as a church, we are experiencing something that many church have not, are not experiencing. And we're passing through some good times. But let's not forget, we as a church, we need to pray. Because that's an enemy that's not happy with what God is doing in this place. But if we stay in God's presence, if we pray first, everything that we do in Jesus' name, we're going to have the victory. Because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Church, I tell you today, pray first. Amen.